Listening Dog Media. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's one of England's most capped international players. Seaman is the man here. He's one of the world's most decorated goalkeepers. And it's somehow kept out by Seaman. That is a fantastic save. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. And Seaman, what a magnificent save. Him. Like never before. Hello and welcome back to Seaman Says with me, David Seaman and Lindsay Hooper. This week, we're joined by a comedian who topped the charts in 1996 with this. David Baddiel will be here later. I will tell you one thing about that, which is about three months later, I noticed that that tweet, the one that just said home, with a picture of Frank giving me a hug and a kiss, was being tweeted a lot in the San Francisco area. What have you been up to, Linz? You had a nice break. Well, not so much a break, because when there's a, a winter break in the men's, the women's ramps up. So I actually ended up in studio for a couple of, of games at Sky, um, hosting some big matches. I have to try and convert all of you to start watching more, because the WSL, it is really getting great this season. There's a, a battle at the top, a battle at the bottom. It's got everything that you want. Like, nobody can predict exactly what's going to happen. So, Am I right in thinking that Saints women teams actually doing all right. They did really well in the FA Cup, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. So they they've got through. They've got Ipswich next. Um, but yeah, they are one of the third tier teams left in the FA Cup. So if they get past Ipswich, they then they will guarantee get a big club. Because they don't always play their games at St Mary's, but I think they have. They been did play at St Mary's. Mary's. They had yeah. over three thousand three hundred. Wow, that's good yeah, crowd. Which was good. Yeah. And what was lovely, I saw because they would tweet putting a lot out on on social media. A lot of the response 
response was, oh, it's really nice to see some more info and a bit more coverage about the women's team. So it feels certainly down there that the love is growing for it, which is, is good to see. They they set a target, actually, Adam. I think it was pre-pandemic that they wanted to be a WSL side by 2023, 24. And they've had to move that slightly because of COVID and, and things. But that is the ultimate aim. So hopefully one day you can have both your teams in the top flight. We did see you on the telly box. I was so <laughs> nervous. You don't even want to know the first one. My <laughs> iPad froze like five minutes before going on air and you can't scroll it. So it had all the running order, all of my notes, and it was not moving. Oh, and I was no. just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> So the floor manager came and gave it a good clean and it started working just before we went on air. But for that first 10 minutes, I can't remember the first 10 minutes of the show because I was just like, please don't freeze, please don't freeze. <laughs> Did you start sweating bullets? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kelly Smith, actually, David, was was one of our guests on the panel. She was sat next to me and she just saw the colour drain from my face five minutes before. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> But it was fine. It was good. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it after. And it's nice just to be able to just fill in occasionally, you know. Yeah. Back on the road this week because it's um, Arsenal Man United. Um, that'll be a big one in the women's. And I'll be having, of course, an eye on, on Wolves Norwich in the FA Cup. The I'm, FA convinced that, I'm convinced Wolves can go on a run. It'll be nice if uh, Saints can do away with Coventry. That's the type of team that might trip us up. But um, if we can do that and then have Wolves in the next round, that'll be good. Oh, how, do you, how do you feel about Troyori, Linz? I'm fine with him going. In the, in the landscape of being a, a Wolves fan whilst Traore's been at the club, I think this is the most accepting of it I would be. So in terms of timing, yeah. if it had been this time last year, I would have... I would have been thinking, right, we're selling our best players. But actually, he's struggled to start games. We've got quite a few options. I've seen a system under Bruno Large that I think can accommodate without him. I would have been even more concerned had he gone to a Premier League rival. I would have hated to see him at Spurs. Yeah. I would have hated to see him do what he does. I don't think there's many better ball carriers in the game. And what he can do is turn defence into attack very quickly. And when that's against you, that would have been really hard to take yeah. but Barcelona go for you yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit like that with the bummy <laughs> yeah, yeah see you later yeah, mate yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look as optimistic as I am we're not going to be facing Barcelona anytime soon so <laughs> but looking at the um, at the weekend's game I, I was looking through the FA Cup fixtures and there's only one that really mm. screams out FA Cup classic and that's Kidderminster against West Ham oh yeah but, and, and oh. I have to say I'm really for Kidderminster I am that underdog supporter it's so so typical of us as fans isn't it but yeah. we all always like the underdog I know so many Kiddie fans it's near where I grew up let West Ham just focus on the league let them have a good <laughs> a good run but we want to see Kiddie get through come on I can't, I can't wait to see the pitch to see what sort of condition oh, it isn't in that's what's going to go for them <laughs> David I mean you tell us what is it like oh, when you're going to those sorts of stadiums it's horrible it's, <laughs> honestly it's, you're on a hiding to nothing you're expected to win and as soon as you get there you're like the first thing you look for is the pitch I've turned up at pitches before where they've not even touched the pitch from the previous game because they knew that we were coming. And so you're getting all the bobbles and everything. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm looking forward to see what condition the pitch is in. Um, but then the crowd, the crowd always get on at you and 
the players start chirping in. You're just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see you out on the pitch. <laughs> the only thing I would say about West Hammer's opposition for them is I'm not sure that's going to work as much because I look at some of the players they've got, like Sue Fallon, Sue Check, and the players that just really get stuck in, don't yeah. they? They don't necessarily need the the tablecloth, like a snooker table grass, do yeah. they? They don't, they don't need that. Whereas if they were playing someone like a... Spurs or a Man United at the moment, I'd be like, right, they'd hate that pitch. But I think West Ham will maybe be able to navigate around it. I know, I know what you mean. They look like they can just get on with anything. They're not... Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that is the FA Cup. That is Did you ever have FA. any howlers on a pitch like that? Because I, I remember, and it, actually it wasn't in the FA Cup. I, th- I think it might have been Tim Flowers, but that, that famous where he goes to, to scoop yeah. up the ball and because of the divot goes, whoop, and it goes over him. I know, yeah. yeah. Did, no, did I, you I, had, I had one, I don't think it, it wasn't in the FA Cup, but it was at Highbury where the ball got played back to me and I went to kick it, it hit a divot, went over my foot, but it just went on the outside of the post. <laughs> you, know, you know, so that was, you know, that was like totally opposite to Paul Robinson. Remember Paul Robinson did it yeah. with England? Yeah. And, well, and um, Rob Green. Yeah. Didn't he? Went yeah. under his legs. Yeah. But I don't know, know so if that it's... was a divot or just purely not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Killed him. <laughs> I see Rob sometimes. He's never. I hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, even like when it happened to Paul Robinson, you know, he, and I remember speaking to him, and he says, I "Can't believe all the stick I'm getting." I'm like, "Yeah, but you're England's number one, mate." I said, "Like any goal you will in, you get a lot of stick, you know." But it wasn't even his fault, you know. You can't justify that, you know. You can't compensate for that, you know, unless you actually see the divot before the ball hits it, then you can probably, you would change your mind and try and control it rather than just going full out lash. If I was a goalkeeper and that happened, you know what I'd do? I'd go over and I'd just point at the divot. Like, point <laughs> yeah, at the Because no one else up, would see you? it. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. That, that's a little trick on, on from, yeah. uh, that I learned from the, uh, the pro skaters. Whenever you have a stumble, go as though you're picking up a sequin. Ah, <laughs> honestly, when you, honestly the sequins on the ice absolutely ruin you because your skate hits them and it's, your skate stops dead oh. and then your body carries on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, looking forward to the to the Kidderminster game massively. But for all the the reasons that I used to hate having to play them sort of teams. But as a spectator now, it's it's one of the reasons why you love watching those teams. That's it. It's exactly that, you know. And um, It's one of those shows as well where I, I, I watch Build Up anyway because obviously we're, we're very invested in our industry and want to see all of that. But when it comes to these games, the Build Up's so good because yeah. you don't know anything about them. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's always a great story within the squad and I, there's something poetic about the FA Cup as well. It always tends to be that player that I don't know, is that a struggle or I don't know, he's just had twins or something. They'll be the one that scores. Not in an Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> or like a local baker or a butcher's or something, doing something special for the day. Mind you, having said that, when I, when I saw Kidderminster, I was like, where is Kidderminster? Got no <laughs> idea. Didn't know where it was. I didn't realise it was in the Midlands. <laughs> one day I'll have to take you to the Black Country Museum you guys oh yeah (laughs) I need to give give you a schooling on on the area that I grew up in can we just play top golf instead (laughs) yeah Yeah. we'll we'll go on tour we'll go to Rotherham whoa (laughs) whoa 
Brilliant. Take your jewellery off. No. <laughs> joking, joking. <laughs> lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. We should probably talk about Everton against Brentford as well this weekend. Now that Lampard's in, in the job, announced his backroom staff as well. Are you happy with that appointment? Do you think it's going to be good for them? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think it's um, I think it's a good appointment. I also think it's good that he's kept Duncan Ferguson there as well for now. Um, you know, because of what he, he means to the club and what he means to the fans as well. Um, so I think he's done the right thing there. And Frank just brings quality. It brings he's got respect from the players straight away because of what he's done, not just as of what he's done in the game, but what he did at Derby and the little bit that he did at Chelsea. Um, you know, so I, I, yeah, I do. I think I think that'll steady the ship. He's timed it perfectly because now he's got he's got players coming back from injury that we're missing. Um, you know, so yeah, it's it's going to be. I think it'll be tough for Brentford, but then again, it's the FA Cup, so then we don't know what sort of team they're going to put out, but. If I was Frank and it's my first game, <laughs> full on first team. You just got to win it, haven't you? First yeah. game in charge. All guns yeah. blazing. Yeah, just to get that, just to get the crowd back on, you know, because you don't want to put a, a like a reserve team out and then get beat, you know, because that that's not a good, that's not the start or the kind of start that you're after. You know, he's, he'd be wanting to win, to win that badly, um, you know, so I would imagine he'd put a really strong team out. Deli Alley was clearly the big news on deadline day. And you can tell that Frank's the sort of manager that would want to try and get the best out of him again. Do you think it'll work? Because I think him going in, that's that could be a really big move mm. in terms of a player that's got to prove themselves. It could work to Everton's favour. Donny van der Beek as well. El Ghazi yeah. joined earlier in the window. There's a few players there that he can he can work with. Yeah, there, there is. But the, the only thing is, is these these players that are coming in, they're, they're low on confidence because they've not done it at their clubs. And now they're, they're coming to a new club, which then gives you a little bit of a boost. The fact that it's Frank for Delhi and, and for Van der Beek, that'll be brilliant because, you know, he's a, he was a midfield player and he, he might give them some little like ideas on what he used to go through if he was having a bad spell. Um, with Delhi Ali, when you look at where he got to and to where he is now, it's unrecognisable. I can't believe it's six years ago since, you know, the goal against Palace. I know. It just announced him, six years. And then when I saw him in a game, and I think he got brought off. I can't remember who was the manager, probably Mourinho. And I was thinking, wow, you know, it didn't even look fit. And I thought, well, you know, what's going on? What's happened? He was really, really good, you know, and everybody was talking about him and he was doing it for England as well. The talent is clearly there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, but then it's, you know, then you start thinking, well, what is he doing off the pitch? Do you see it? Um, I know, and obviously, no, because of that huge stint you did at Arsenal, but maybe QPR to Arsenal. Did you see it as a sort of, I guess, psychologically as a fresh start? Do you go, okay, well, not that you necessarily have to prove yourself again, but you go, okay, this is, this is, an, uh, you know, you, I can draw a line under that part of my career. This is the next step. And for him, do you think there'll be a case of, 
so much had happened at Spurs for for you know the past few years. I can prove to everyone again. Yeah, he'll be thinking exactly that because the way that he's left Tottenham, he hasn't been playing his best football. There's no doubt about that. And now it's a chance to to go to Everton, like you said, put everything behind him and start afresh. You know, and he will always be judged on what he did five, six years ago. You know, because he got to that standard, and Everton fans will be expecting to get back to that standard. Twenty-eight goals in his first two seasons. That's massive, you know. So, and then he's barely got you know 15, 18 appearances yeah. the last couple. So, yeah, it's, it's it's difficult. You know, and when I was at, when I was at QPR, it was a little bit difficult. I was I was still playing well, mm. you know. So I was getting bought because I was I was playing really well. You know, I went I went to QPR for I think it was two hundred and twenty-five thousand, <laughs> and then got bought for one point three, which back there was a, a record for a huge, goalkeeper. Huge, yeah, yeah. you know. So I, it was a little bit it was a little bit different, and plus I wanted to I wanted to move on to try and get better because yeah. I wanted to test myself at higher at a higher level. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The circumstances are, are, are massively different, but there's still that. I guess that line in the sand, you go, well, this is the next, another, another stage yeah. of my career to prove myself again to. Yeah. He's uh, got to prove himself to the fans. Yeah. 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 You know, is it his last chance? Is it his last chance? No, I don't think it is. Is it his last chance in the Premier League? Maybe. It depends. Depends what sort of, you know, if he doesn't play well at all, then, you know, he, he's struggling. What's your thoughts on, and I know this was something that Hassan Hootel said before December. Now that we've had the window, and a lot of business has been done at the bottom end of the table. Yeah. The money has really been spent on the, the five, six teams at the bottom there. Now with all the games in hand for a lot of clubs, and luckily for Saints, it's not too bad. I think it's only one game they've got to play left, which is the, the Newcastle. But now a lot of squads look very different. What's your thoughts on when those games should have been played with the squads that they did have and now all of a sudden you know you turn up and you go hang on a minute I wanted to play Everton when they were playing crap yeah. and now they've got Van der Beek and they've got Ali in midfield and they've got Frank Lauber. I hang on I wanted to play him a month ago is that fair yeah. or is that just tough well it's yeah it's tough but it's like it's the same with Newcastle as well isn't it you know it's just you know like the Newcastle team that's going to be out there now is totally different to the one just before Christmas I wanted to play the one before Christmas I yeah, mean <laughs> exactly but also it's not the players fault is no. it no I'm not saying it is the players fault but there you know there, there is a, a section of managers and, and people behind the scenes that are going well hang on a minute should those clubs play with the, the players that they hadn't bought beforehand <laughs> I mean it, it, it's uh, which would never happen I know no. but it's more to do with the rules around postponing to be yeah. honest which yeah. would they have tightened up now, the re- which is the good the rescheduled ones yeah I, I think they have tightened it up but it, if you could get away with it why would you not so a lot of people think about all Newcastle's rearranged fixtures when it comes to the to the uh, relegation battle they were clearly going to be a stronger outfit post the January transfer window and they've got games to catch up is that fair on the teams around them that's not Newcastle's fault yeah. if they got a game postponed but to a certain then... extent it is in well in, I say in the sense that Eddie Howe like okay I'll take us for instance we were going to play them and they had Callum Wilson and St. Maximum injured. And then it was that really hazy time where it's like, well, it's COVID and injury postponements. And you're like, well, how many of those are COVID? And you've got your two players, your two big players out. Hmm. That seems a little bit off. And now all of a sudden they come back with all those players back and Trippier and (laughs) Matt Target, who didn't make it at Saints. So I'm not too fussed about that, but you know, well, (laughs) you know, we've talked about Juventus gifting Aaron Ramsey. Absolutely. The gifts that have gone round 
the yeah. last month or so, haven't they? Yeah. But they, but what's what will happen though is is they they will start they will have to be playing. Sometimes they'll end up playing three games a week. Mm-hmm. You know to get yeah to get games. So there's a bit now. of karma there, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know it will get it'll get really hectic, especially you know the ones that, you know when you look at Spurs. You know are they going to fit their games in? Yeah, you know it's going to be it's going to be tricky, but swings and roundabouts, as they say. <laughs> Seaman says, with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Save of the week with Safe Style. For great saves, you can't beat Safe Style. Right, it's time for Save of the Week with Safe Style. Um, this week's, or is it last week's, or the week before? <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> winter break. What's all that about? <laughs> what month win- are we in again? Oh, it's February now. Okay. I know, yeah. I've had a look, and there's two that really stand out. I've got Dubravka against Leeds, which kept it a clean sheet for him, and uh, took Newcastle uh, to a 1-0 win. Remember, yeah. it was from yeah. from uh, Dan James. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a close range shot. And what what I look for in a save is if that ball goes in from where he saved it, is it a good goal or should he have saved it? So I've got Dubravka and then I've got Allison against Palace from and it was against Mateta. So Allison's was a brilliant save. Dubravka's was a great save as well. And when I watched them both back, when I first saw Allison's, I went, "Whoa." <laughs> so that's what's decided it to me for for this week's save of the week. I'm going to go with Alison. Are you okay. are you agreeing? Can you remember it? Um, yeah, I can. <laughs> it I does can feel like a while it. ago now. I know. And strangely, though, I can remember it, but I I remember having more of a reaction to the Debravka one. But yeah. then I'm not the former goalkeeper. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it would have been a better goal, wouldn't it? Yeah. I guess you could argue that the Debravka save was a bigger save to have made for for where. Yeah, Newcastle are and, and yeah. how big yeah. that win was for them. Yeah, which is what we were talking about last time with the was it Chelsea? Yeah, when we were saying about Chelsea and yeah. um, and yeah, Man City. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Allison's. I saw Debrafkas and then I saw Allison's and like I said, whoa, you know that was Allison's was special. That was save of the week with Save Style. For great saves, you can't beat Save Style. Save of the week with Safe Style, the UK's number one for windows and doors. Seaman says, in conversation. Our guest this week is a comedian and author who has written the most iconic football song. Welcome, David Bedil. What are you up to now, David? I'm doing a thousand things, David. I'm writing a musical. Uh, I'm doing a documentary, um, and I'm supposed to be writing a new kids' book because I write kids' book now, but I haven't started that yet. And I think it's meant to be delivered in about a month, so I'm not, <laughs> not going to think about it. Where do you find the time? Uh, oh, I don't. <laughs> you'll, you'll find that when I say to the publishers, I, it's not ready, I haven't found the time. Uh, I do a lot of stuff. Um, I think it's because uh, I, uh, I don't know about you, but I came from, from a, a background where basically my parents said, you know, do what you can. To, to get out of the situation you're in, which is kind of very dull, 
Dollis Hill Life, a place in London called Dollis Hill I grew up in. And so I, I took that to heart. I did many things in my life, but now I think I should be slowing down because I'm 57. <laughs> Especially after a pandemic, David, as well. Yeah, yeah, that's Just true. Carried well, on. People said during the pandemic, uh, I mean, it's still on, obviously, but during hard lockdown, people were saying, oh, you know, you'll be all right. You can write this, you can write that. But what they forgot is I've got two children, right? And they were not at school during the <laughs> pandemic. And they were making a lot of mess and requiring a lot of clearing up and a lot of care and whatever. Uh, I mean, they're quite old, but they still seem to require all that stuff. So I didn't. I seem to have less time, as far as I could make out, uh, then. Are we actually recording, are we recording all this? <laughs> yeah, why not? Do you, um, do you get to go to Stamford Bridge Day? Yeah, yeah, I go... Uh, so I go with my brother... Ivor Badil and Ivor Badil is the reason I support Chelsea because we were from North London but when we were when I was six and he was eight Chelsea won the FA Cup in 1970 and we were watching the telly and I remember just about him jumping up when David Webb scored uh, the winning goal against Leeds and I sort of did everything that my older brother did you know when I was a kid so I just followed him into Chelsea fandom right and the problem with that was, uh, and this is really for people in my generation, is Chelsea were good then. They were the fancy Dan. They were the flair side. By the time I was old enough to actually go, it was a side dominated by a player called Mickey Droy, who was not <laughs> a player. I and, remember him. And we, yeah, and we were quite bad for about 20 years. We were knocking between the first and second divisions and whatever. So it was quite grim going to Chelsea then <laughs> until I'd been tricked, you see, by this team I've seen <laughs> on the telly. But it was too late then. Uh, and then we got good again in the 90s and whatever. So, yeah, I go. I still go as every home game. If I can, I'll definitely go. I don't go to that many away games because I am well known enough, particularly in football circles, that I can't hide. I once <laughs> went to a game at Newcastle. I had a girlfriend in Newcastle and I went to Chelsea Newcastle and we were sitting with the Newcastle fans. And I think I ended up just being hoisted on there at one point I think they got hold of me and they were just I was being forced to crowd surf it was quite friendly it was quite friendly but I was basically crowd surfing on these Newcastle fans uh, in in a way that was not entirely comfortable <laughs> they must sing it at you as well you know what I'm talking about uh, not at Chelsea much I'll be honest with you uh, if I go see England yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, during during the last uh during euro uh 2020 what was it was it called 2021 or or 2020 i can i can't 2020 get it. i think it was wasn't yeah. it yeah it was in 2021 that, that's yeah. really a lot but it's during the <laughs> european championships uh mm. you know me and frank were going you know like we have done for years actually now going to an england game uh going to an england tournament and <laughs> what we did was have masks on because we were allowed to have masks, obviously. I have worn masks before. I've uh, Back in the day, I remember going to the World Cup in, I think, um, 2006, and there was, uh, I wore a comedy old man mask that I paid for the cost of St. George's. It was a mask I could buy in Munich. It was called Alta Manor, old man. I used to wear it got confiscated. It got confiscated in the game against Portugal because it's against the rules in case you're a hooligan to wear a mask because so, they, they think, oh, he's trying to not be caught on CCTV. But that wasn't <laughs> I was just trying not to be spotted by England fans who go crazy for selfies. And yes, to answer your question, just want to join in and sing Three Lions with us. It's mm. coming home, it's coming home over and over again. Uh, I've all, got to ask you then, yeah. with that in mind, because obviously that's the nearest we've got in the Euros this summer. 
How does it feel when, when it's come round again? I think there's probably been a few times in your career that you've thought that you've waved goodbye to that and it, it won't sort of be resurrected for a third, fourth time, but it, but it always does. It is the song that England fans go with. Yeah. And then in my case, for instance, when we got really overexcited, I remember I put a tweet out and I just put it's dot, 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 yeah. and everyone knew what I meant. <laughs> and that's all from your song. Yeah. Well, I did that as well, actually. Uh, <laughs> England playing, uh, I didn't nick it from you. Uh, the idea of <laughs> playing Colombia in the last World Cup. Uh, I think it was, was it Colombia? No, it might have been Sweden. Uh, we won 2 0. And I put it when we the first goal went in, coming when the second goal came in, then when the final whistle went, I put home and uh, did a big picture of Frank giving me a hug because uh, we were watching the game together. I will tell you one thing about that, which is about three months later, I noticed that that tweet, the one that just said home, with a picture of Frank giving me a hug and a kiss, was being tweeted a lot in the San Francisco area. Which we <laughs> 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 interpreted uh, as, a, as a, an image of cosy gay domesticity, which is lovely. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, people do know what it means straight away. I mean, I'm gonna, I must talk about one specific thing because we've got, you know, I'm on the David Seaman podcast. <laughs> I must take us back to 1996. And I've told, uh, I've told this story a million times, but because you're here, I'm going to tell it again because I think it's, it's you changed my universe, right? And you did it in a very specific way, which was during that tournament, David will remember, England didn't kick off to a great start. Um, yep. And actually the song, had got, it had gone to number one, but it then got knocked off by the Fugees. Um, and we thought that's the end of it. It was nice to have a number one. And that's the end of that, that thing. But it wasn't. And it wasn't because England played Switzerland, didn't play very well. Everyone thought this tournament might be a bit of a washout like they often are. Didn't play that well in the first half against Scotland either. True. But then, right, Gary McAllister gets a penalty. This bloke <laughs> saves it kicks the ball upfield, Gaza scores the most incredible goal, we win that game, and then the DJ, against the wishes of the FA, because the FA said, don't play that song against Scotland, there might be trouble. He just put it on, and the whole <laughs> crowd, the whole crowd sung the song. Without At that point, no, we didn't know, no one had a sense that it was something that had taken root in people's minds, that ev and everyone knew the words. And, and that time, there's no big screen. There's no karaoke screen. <laughs> <laughs> People just knew the words. So, David, you turned, you you started it all. If you had let that goal in, if Yuri Geller, like, hadn't... Apparently, that was very important, too. But if, if you hadn't saved... It was a great save as well. If you hadn't saved that penalty from Gary McAllister and that Scotland had beaten us, it would have been a draw, the whole thing might not have happened. Yeah, exactly. I did. We did have... Uh, we had Yuri Geller on. Yeah, oh, did you have um, Yuri Geller on? Is he still saying yeah. the ball? And we asked him about it and asked him, well, where were you when we played Germany in the penalty yeah. shootout? Yeah. Where were you, were you during the entire history of us failing? He thought he was very important, didn't he, old Yuri? <laughs> he still always, and he always says, oh, I, I did this after the event. Like when, if it's a good thing, he's always there saying, yeah, it was me. And then he sort of vanishes. <laughs> when I wonder why that could be. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see him anywhere after we lost a penalty shootout to Italy. No sign of Yuri Geller. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I have just said on Twitter is that I'm about to do your podcast. I'm wondering how much or how little ponytail chat to do. <laughs> I've done none so far. I uh, know. So what? when did you actually lose it? So I lost it in probably about... Oh, six. I cut it off for charity. All right. Yeah. 
But um, with, the, with the tash, did the tash go at the same time as the ponytail? Tash went a little bit later. He got shorter and shorter. And I was like, well, I'll just let it go for now. So you don't but, want to make um, a tash too short, otherwise you do look like Hitler. That is, that is a bit of a problem with it. <laughs> a shortening of a tash. Yeah. It was a great look, David. I mean, I still yeah. think you now I think something's missing. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. You can't let you go, David, without asking you what are your thoughts on Chelsea and how close will they be? Well, they're not going to win. Yeah. They're not going to win the league. It's going to be Manchester City, I, I am sure. Uh, I think, you know, I like Tuchel a lot. Uh, I think that the, he's a good manager and I think he's made some good investments. We've got this bloke coming from Mönchengladbach, possibly. Uh, I can't mm-hmm. remember his name now. But we've got some player coming from Munchen, Borussia Mönchengladbach who, who could be great because uh, although Lukaku is a brilliant player, I think, you know, it, it's obvious that to win the Premier League now, you need a lot of strength in depth. I mean, this is a really, I'm sounding like bloody, you know, a dull pundit. <laughs> but it's true, you know, it's true. Players come and go... You know, we've suffered as well because Ben Chilwell and Reese James have been out for so mm. long and they, they were, to some extent, you know, I mean, they were scoring so many goals from, from wing-back positions, those two. They're both so brilliant. So I think we suffered a bit there. Uh, Kante is absolutely also the heart of the team and uh, he's been in and out of the team with injuries and whatever. So I think it's been difficult, but I think the basic, you know, football that we play there now is really good. Um, and uh, I just think we need a bit more to get to the level that's, that Man City are on. Um, did you watch the Liverpool game, the 2-2 Liverpool game? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Like that was quite a good example. Like Because I'm so used to Chelsea, I've got this kind of folk memory, which is not really fair anymore because we've obviously won the league quite a lot, European Cup or whatever, but I've still got this folk memory from when I was a kid of us always screwing up. Right, and so when we were two 0 down to Liverpool, I thought, well, this is typical of Chelsea. It's typical of Chelsea. But then they turned it round, right? And uh, I think Chelsea fans like to moan. Maybe all football fans do. <laughs> right? They like to moan. Andy Jacobs, who was the producer of fantasy football, is a big Chelsea fan, and honestly, I think he's yeah. happier than when he's <laughs> moaning about Chelsea. So I don't want to moan. I want to say I think we've got a good squad. I think Tuchel's good. Uh, and I think we might, you know, might challenge next season for the Premier League, but we're not going to win this season. <laughs> well, it's been amazing having you on, mate. My pleasure. It's been a real I just, joy. I just want to say, when it does come home, yeah. I want to be there because it's going to be one hell of a party. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope it happens in our lifetime. Please. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Yes, please. Thanks, please. <laughs> Thanks very much, Just in Lindsay's lifetime, in our lifetime. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> All right, it's been great talking to you. Brilliant. Thanks for that, David. We'll have the full chat with him right here after the weekend. This is Seaman Says with David Seaman. Okay, then let's have a look at this uh, this weekend's FA Cup games. Some of us don't have any teams left in the FA Cup. Oh, some of us do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We've got Norwich, God. haven't we? Yeah, we've got no one. <laughs> got another winter break. I know, yeah, they could have an extended break. Still out implementing yeah. wherever they've gone, Dubai or Saudi or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a game this weekend which features two of your former teams. What do you think about when you see... Obviously, it's not, it's not the part of your career that people know you for. Yeah. But when you see a game like that, what memories does that bring back for you? It, it, it brings a lot of memories back from, you know, especially it's Peterborough versus QPR. Um, 
you know, and I recently went to Peterborough to uh, do a little bit of coaching with some of their really young goalkeepers. And it was great to go back, you know, see where I used to live and all that sort of stuff. And it's nice because then at least you know that like one of my clubs is going through to the next round. Um, Two of the others aren't, are they? So, I mean, it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Where, do, where does your loyalty lie when it comes with P- Peterborough and QPR, though? Oh. Who would you, I mean, obviously, Peterborough being the smaller club and the more of the underdogs, but yeah. what, who would you like to see progress in, in that kind of instance? Oh, that's a killer question. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I'm honest, I would say Peterborough. Yeah. Because they gave me my chance. You know, they gave him a chance when I've been rejected at Leeds. There's a lot of love for Peterborough, you know, and, and there is a lot of love for QPR as well, you know, for for what they did. But Peterborough were the club that got me back into football. And it was great times, you know, I was only 19 when I went there and I was having to play against men. Didn't even know where Peterborough was, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Prediction on that one then, what do you, where do you see it going? As much as I want Peterborough to win... I think QPR are going to do it. I think QPR are going to do it 2-1. QPR are playing really well at the moment. You know, they've had some good wins that they're really pushing to get into the playoffs. You know, maybe automatic promotion. But um, yeah, depending on what team they put out, um, Peterborough will be strong. There's no doubt about that. They're just going to go for it, aren't they? Yeah. They've got to. Yeah, got to. Got to you know, leave everything on the pitch in that yeah. kind of match. And with, with QPR, that's, yeah, like I say, if they put a strong team out, I think they'll just have enough. So next week, we've got a really special episode with two of my ex-teammates. One of them's the Romper Pele, Ray Parler, and the other one is Mr. Robert Perez. So we'll see you then. This is a Listening Dog Media Production. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.